What's up, and welcome to the Single Player Experience Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Sebastian Malden, and if you heard the last couple of episodes, then you know that I recently went to PAX East in Boston. In the last episode, I gave my impression on the games that I played during Day 3, and I gave my Day 3 MVP. In this episode, I'm going to do the exact same thing with the games that I played on Day 4, which is the final day of PAX. The slate of games that I played on day four were vastly different, so this episode will give you a ton of new games to be on the lookout for. So, without further ado, I'm going to talk about those games and give you my day four MVP right here, right after the intro. DJ, start the intro, man. This is the Single Player Experience, the podcast that helps single player gamers manage their video game backlog. I'm your host Sebastian Malden and my main quest is to help you manage your ever-growing video game backlog by letting you know which single player games are worth your time and money so that you can have the best single player experience. Now without further ado, let's start the show. DJ, cut the beat. First off, I want to talk about a roguelike with a unique concept. If you've been listening to the Single Player Experience Podcast, then you know that I get hooked and enthralled on roguelike games. Those are my jams and might be one of my favorite genres in all of games right now. A new entry in the genre is the game Backpack Hero. Backpack Hero is a twist on your standard deck building roguelike. It isn't just about what you carry, but how you organize the items within your bag. Their placement has a huge effect on your overall power. I really like this concept, it feels fresh, and I'm the type of person that likes to organize my gear and this game rewards me for that. So I played a bit of the game and it sort of reminds me of a turn-based version of Moonlighter. I absolutely adored Moonlighter, it's still probably one of my favorite indies of all time. And just like Moonlighter, you go out and explore dungeons and then bring the resources back to upgrade your town. The game is currently in early access, but it looks like it'll have a release date window around May of 2023. Next up, I want to talk about Crit Rate by Eon Gaming. So I want to first get this out of the way. I want to let you know that this isn't a video game recommendation. This is a new software website that I think you should definitely check out. So let me give you the pitch. Basically, it's a video game recommendation system based on what type of gamer you are. Here's how it works. When you sign up, they ask you a series of questions. Then they take your answers and place you in a house system that's like the gamer's version of Hogwarts from Harry Potter. Here, there are five houses. The Vantagist, the Curanaut, the Ascendary, the Galabander, and the Bravadier. I'll give you a brief description of each house. So, the Vantagist, these are gamers who are usually lone wolves, but beware if you encounter them in a competitive situation. They're here to win. High scores in the strategy and difficulty games. Curanauts. The Curanauts is here for the thrill of adventure. They love to build, explore, discover, and immerse themselves in the story of a game. High scores in experimentation and slow-paced gameplay. Now, Incendiary. No stern is left unturned, no achievement unclaimed. The Ascendary won't settle for anything less than 100%. Their dedication to specific games is often rewarded with a level of knowledge and skills that few can rival. They have high scores for glory and for solo gameplay. Galabander is next. They thrive when playing with others and have no problem with pausing a solo journey to embark on a social one. High scores in for fun and multiplayer aspects. And last but certainly not least, we have the Bravadier. 
To the Bravadier, challenging others is typically top of mind, especially if there's a match to be won. High scores in for glory and fast-paced gameplay. So, I took the test and I ended up in the Curanot house. I feel like this house accurately describes me as a gamer. The current top game recommendations for my house are God of War Ragnarok, Resident Evil 4, Hi-Fi Rush, and Octopath Traveler 2. Besides Resident Evil 4, which I haven't tried yet, these games are right up my alley. So, so go check out their site, take the quiz, and see what house you're in. And let your boy know, I look forward to seeing your results in the single player experience discord server. Now let's get back to video game recommendations. So it's safe to say that a lot of games that I played at PAX East caught me completely off guard. Most of them because they were impressive games that I didn't know about, but one game that I played caught me off guard in a completely different manner. It's a game called My Friendly Neighborhood. In this game, you play as a repairman, Gordon, who has set out to kind of figure out what scary things have been happening on the set of a puppet show. Well, that puppet show is called Our Friendly Neighborhood. So as you may or may not know, I'm a bit of a chicken when it comes to all things horror. Despite this personal hurdle though, I found myself really having a good time playing this game. My Friendly Neighborhood kind of plays a lot like Far Cry, but instead of hunting down wild animals, you're being hunted by these Sesame Street-like puppets. The game balances out the cuteness of the puppets and the suspenseful horror vibe really well. On the set of the show My Friendly Neighborhood, you solve puzzles all the while you use weapons around you to kind of keep the puppets at bay. While this game certainly won't be for everyone, I gotta give it kudos for making this chicken look forward to a horror game. Now let's pivot and talk about the game that blew me away on day 4. It's a title that probably won't impress with this gameplay, but immensely with this storytelling. If you've been listening to the Single Player Experience podcast for a while, then you know that I'm an absolute sucker for a good narrative, and this game did not disappoint. The game that I'm referring to is none other than Slay the Princess. Slay the Princess is a game by the talented studio Black Tabby Games. This indie is a choice-driven psychological horror visual novel slash dating sim with light RPG elements, dramatic branching, and a gorgeous hand-penciled art style. Honestly, and thankfully in my case, this game didn't feel like a scary horror experience. With a game so rooted in its narrative, I won't go into much detail about the story and spoil it. However, here's my pitch on the game. It's an indie that feels like a well-crafted Groundhog's Day style storybook. The voice acting in this game is superb. The story sucks you in and won't let you go. The game is tied to your choices in a way where everything you do, everything you do, matters. Slay the Princess is a game that you absolutely need to check out. Go play the demo, but be warned, it will get you hooked. I can attest to this firsthand because I played the demo and I cannot stop thinking about this game ever since. Next, I want to switch gears to one of the few sequels that I played at PAX East, and that's Coffee Talk Episode 2, Hibiscus and Butterfly. If you played the first game, then be aware that based on what I played, you're getting pretty much more of the same game that you know and love. For those of you who haven't played this series, let me give you the rundown. These games are basically interactive conversations that you have as you brew and serve drinks to your customers. It's like a lo-fi chill version of Persona, in the sense that you're just running a coffee shop and you have deep and meaningful conversations with people. If you're looking for a really good chill and relaxed game filled with characters that you can bond with and connect with, then this game is one that you should definitely check out. Alright, so here it is, my last video game recommendation. So, 
There's been a wave of 2.5D JRPGs and RPGs lately, and after PAX East, this upcoming one has my attention. That game is none other than Alterium Shift. So I want to read you the game's description. Here it goes. Embark on a journey through the living world of Alteria and experience its dynamic quest, unique turn-based combat, and its choice-driven storylines. With three branching narratives and unforgettable characters, Alterium Shift is a retro-inspired JRPG that offers a new adventure with every playthrough. So that's the description for the game. Here's my impressions though. I thoroughly enjoyed playing this game, like really enjoyed it. It felt like a combination of Octopath Traveler, Final Fantasy 1 and 2, and Golden Sun. I especially love that 2.5D art style that we've been seeing lately in games, and Alterium Shift is no different in that regard. The turn-based gameplay feels like it's fast-paced and well thought out. The music was solid, and the three protagonists that you can choose from give the game immense replayability. This feels like the perfect handheld type RPG to lose 100 plus hours to. So there you have it, the final day, day four at PAX East video game recommendations. My first day was filled with a lot of tactics games and RPGs. My second day was filled with a nice variety of games, as was my third day of PAX East. My final day of PAX East was also filled with a solid variety of games, but with a bit of emphasis on horror games and story-based games. While all of them are now games that I'm looking forward to playing more in the future, my MVP of the day goes to none other than Slay the Princess. This point-and-click narrative game is gripping in a way that reminds me of the phenomenal storytelling in Telltale's The Walking Dead Season 1. While it's not the same style of game gameplay-wise, it does have a similar magic when it comes to the game's engrossing narrative. This is a game that other media members were talking about in the media room. It had a buzz to it. I walked away from my demo of the game salivating for more and wondering what happens next in the story. And still to this day, I want to know. I need to know what happens next. So that's it for my day four impressions of PAX East. I played some dope games that were a nice way to cap off PAX East as a whole. Honestly, the event itself was amazing and I definitely recommend that you go check it out next year. So, that's it. That's all the video game recommendations I have for you from PAX East 2023. Stay tuned for more video game impressions and reviews right here on the singleplayerexperience.com and on the pronerdreport.com. So, that's a wrap for today's show. I want to thank you, the audience, for listening to today's episode. I also want to invite you to join the Single Player Experience Discord server. It's the perfect place for single player gamers to find out about good single player games to play and to talk to other single player gamers and get their video game recommendations. Think of it almost like a single player book club. We always got great episodes and good content coming right at you that you can check out at the Pro Nerd Report on YouTube and you can check it out right here at the Single Player Experience Podcast that you can find on all your favorite podcast platforms. I've been Sebastian Malden. This has been the Single Player Experience and we out. Peace.